Turn your radios off. It's about to be lit. It's going down. It's crazy. It's now in high school holla. Own your airwaves, Hoster. Hello, Chicago! Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports, the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Do you want to play NCAA college sports and receive a scholarship at the D1 or D2 level? Well, this show is for you, as you will need to know how to register and be cleared by the NCAA. This week's edition of the H2S2 show, we sit down with Morgan Park Athletic Director Michael Berger, who tells us about the importance of the NCAA clearinghouse and the steps in becoming eligible to play college sports. It's also the IHSA High School Girls Basketball Playoffs, and we have seven CPS schools that have advanced. They are the lone school in Class 2A, legendary coach Dorothy Gators and her Marshall Lady Commandos who advanced this week to play Monday in the Super Sectionals against Seneca and Piatone. They tip off at 7 p.m. on Monday night. In Class 3A girls basketball, three CPS schools had competed for the regional championships this week. Starting off with Coach Johnny Davenport and the city champion Simeon Wolverines who got a win over Coach Corey Morgan and the High Park Thunderbirds. Simeon advances to the Little Village sectional semifinals against St. Ignatius Tuesday night at Little Village High School. They tip off at 6 p.m. Along with Coach Andre Lewis and the Kenwood Broncos, Kenwood Bleed, who claim the back of the yards regional championship to advance also to the Little Village sectional semifinals against Riverside Brookfield. They tip off at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday night. We could see possibly, people, a rematch of the city finals if both Simeon and Kenwood win on Tuesday. That'll be a good one to see. Meanwhile, Coach Julius Carter and the Westinghouse Lady Warriors advance, winning the Elmwood Park Regional Championship. They advance to take on another CPS school in the Oak Park Fenwick sectional semifinals versus Coach Josh Greenberg and the Peyton Grizzly. Those two tip off Monday night at 7.30 p.m. at Fenwick High School. In the Class 4A girls basketball, it came down to the two lone CPS schools remaining as Coach Kristen Harper and the Whitney Young Dolphins had a big win over the Jones Eagle. Whitney Young now advances as regional champs. They next play at Proviso West in Hillside at the sectional semifinals against Argo. They tip off at 6 p.m. on Monday night. We encourage everyone from around the city of Chicago and from the Chicago Public League to go out to any one of these state playoff games in support of high school girls basketball and the Chicago Public League schools that have made it through to the next round of the IHSA Class 2, 3, and 4A. Hashtag Girls Play Basketball 2 is so true. Remember, you can follow and holler at us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Find us by searching at Urban Field House. Also, invite others to like the High School Holler Sports Show page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We appreciate the social media love from all of you. 
Next on the H2S2 show, we sit down with Morgan Park Athletic Director Michael Berger to talk about the importance of the NCAA Clearinghouse eligibility. First, here's a Black History Minute. I'm D. Curtis Randall with this Black History Minute. Lusa Harris is a former American basketball player and is considered to be one of the pioneers of women's basketball. She played for Delta State University and won three consecutive national championships from 1975 to 1977. In the international level, she represented the U.S. national team and won a silver medal in the 76 Olympic Games, the first ever women's basketball tournament in the Games, scoring the first ever points. She played professional basketball with the Houston Angels of the Women's Professional Basketball League and was the first and only woman ever officially drafted by the NBA in the seventh round of the 77 draft by the New Orleans Jazz. For her achievements, Harris had been inducted to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm D. Curtis Randall, and this was today's Black History Minute. Imagine a world where kids no longer played football, or baseball, or basketball. Hard to imagine? Well, what if no adults wanted to officiate? Right now, there's a critical shortage of high school officials, and you can do your part to make sure kids keep playing. For more information on how to become a licensed IHSA official, contact your local high school or visit the IHSA website at IHSA.org. A message from the Illinois High School Association. Stay in the game. Hey, high school sports fans, this is Mike Berger, the AD at Morgan Park High School. Go Mustangs, and you're listening to the High School Holler Show. Exclusive hot new high school holler. Here it comes. Welcome, everyone, to the H2S2 Show. It's time for some real talk in our segment we like to call City Talk. Brought to you by Be Unique Fashions, located at 1971 West 111th Street in Chicago. They provide women with trendy, unique clothing and accessories at affordable prices. You can shop with them online at their website, the letter BeUniqueFashions.com. You can also check out their latest styles and fashions available on Instagram at BeUniqueFashions, the official sponsor of the H2S2 City Talk segment. Joining us on this edition of City Talk. He's currently serving as the athletic director for all the sports at Morgan Park High School, home to the Mustangs. He's also a former coach himself and our first time guest of the show to talk to us about the importance of NCAA Clearinghouse and what it means for our student athletes. We welcome Michael Berger to the H2S2 show and our City Talk segment. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Mike, let's start as we do with so many of our guests. Share one of your most memorable moments involving high school sports well one was a fan and then one was a I was a manager for the basketball team in high school I went to Providence Catholic our senior year and my freshman year we won state in football but my senior year with all my friends watching them win state and being there on the field with them it was that was a lot of fun and then I was a manager for the basketball team and we made it to the sectional finals that year was loaded uh, that was like Kevin Garnett and all of those guys and uh, we we made it to uh, sectional finals against Joliet with like Gary Bell and all those guys yeah we got blown out in the 
sectional finals. But uh, you know, it was great run for us. That was a, the furthest we had made in a, made it in a long time. So yeah, yeah. And you got to see future stars in the making, right? Yeah, that year downstate it was Thornton with Melvin Eli and Carbondale with guys like Sean Hudson and every every team down there was loaded. That was a great year for high school basketball, 1995. Mike, for our listeners who might not know the role of an athletic director, share with us what are some of the responsibilities as an athletic director for Morgan Park? I have a lot of them, so I'll just list them off. Uh, scheduling games, scheduling buses, scheduling officials, paying officials, monitoring grades, dealing with parents, teachers, and administrators. And when I say that, like being the conduit between all three and the coaches, hiring and firing coaches, that depends on my principal. Sometimes I'm involved in that and sometimes I'm not, at least in the public league. Out in the suburbs, it's kind of more of a, an administrative position, but in CPS, more of a stipend position where you could be an administrator, but not always. Like I'm a PE teacher. I teach four classes as well. So updating max preps with all the scores for all the games. I run our social media, so I run our Twitter page. You do a good job, I might add. I follow you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I've built it up pretty good. We got over a thousand followers now, so I mean, it's pretty good. We have a academic center here, so we have a seventh and eighth grade program. I'm the AD for that as well. Working home games, like when we host a basketball game, I'm there making sure everything runs pretty well. Just being a fan, some some of our lesser known sports don't always get notoriety that some of our big time sports, like our football and our basketball and our track, baseball. So I, I try to make at least one game of everybody's season every year. I'm also the bad guy. You know, I'm like the guy who has to tell kids like, oh, you're flunking this class, you can't play, or sitting down a person because they got in trouble in school. I'm usually that guy. And then um, when we lost in the finals, I'm, I'm the shoulder to cry on. One of the other responsibilities that brought us here and that we're hoping that many of our listeners get from is you educate the student-athletes on the responsibilities through the NCAA and trying to get to the next level through the Clearinghouse. Tell our listeners what exactly is the NCAA Clearinghouse and how it relates to student-athletes. Yeah, I, I find that's like one of my main jobs. I didn't list it in here because I knew we were going to be talking about it, but we are very lucky. Like our basketball program usually produces one or two or three Division One basketball players, and our, our football team is one or two, but mostly Division Two lately football players. But to qualify for a Division One or Division Two scholarship, you have to go through the NCAA Clearinghouse. Now, the Clearinghouse is certain classes that you have to take, and you have to get a certain GPA in those classes. They're called classes, your Englishes, your sciences, your maths, your foreign languages, those type of classes. Now, you can get good grades in all your other classes, which is good. It helps your overall GPA, but the GPA in those classes is what the clearinghouse is looking at. So you need to maintain a minimum 2.0 GPA, and then you have to get a certain score. It's on a sliding scale. The lower your GPA is, the higher score you have to get on the ACT or the SAT. So if you don't qualify, you're going to junior college, or you're going Division three, or you're going NAIA. But now the NAIA has a, kind of a clearinghouse thing too. So it's not as stringent as the NCAA, but it's pretty close. I mean, junior college is an option for our players, but we like our players to go from Morgan Park to a four-year university. Like this year, we have Adam Miller. He's committed to Illinois. Marcus Watson, he's already signed to Wake Forest. We have another player, Daquan Black. He just uh, committed to Central State in Ohio. We just had a football signing day with like seven or eight, and we're, we're probably going to sign off another four or five. The reason why 
some of those football players got the offers they got were because of their GPA and the coaches in the Division II level, if your GPA is good, they can offer you more money because the school has options of like financial aid that they can offer you more money. The better GPA you have, the more money you're going to get. You're going to get an athletic portion of your package and then you'll get an academic portion of your package. Division One, you're just going to get a full ride unless you're in baseball because they don't give baseball full scholarships. Now, I'm a student athlete just entering high school. At what point should I be considering getting prepared to qualify for the NCAA Clearinghouse? I have one child. She's eight. My daughter. I will be doing it in eighth grade. You know, I'm an athletic director and I know these things, but for a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa that's overseeing their student athlete, you want to make sure their freshman year, they're taking English one or algebra one, because these are all important classes that they need to take and they start your freshman year. You want to make sure when they're registering for classes between eighth grade and high school, that they're in the proper classes. And all of this information is on the NCAA website or you can go on the Clearinghouse website. Mike, what final advice would you like to share with both parents and student-athletes, not only regarding qualifying for the NCAA Clearinghouse, but as an athletic director? For the parents, I would say I have this problem with my daughter as well, playing basketball. Be realistic with your expectations and talk to your son or daughter because sometimes you have different expectations than your athlete. Now, you might think, oh, my son or daughter needs to be playing this amount of time and you're not happy with it, but your son or daughter's fine with it. They enjoy being on the team. They enjoy their role on the team. And if they're enjoying it, I don't know why you have a problem with it. That's some great advice. What about for the student athlete? For the student athlete, sports is a great vehicle for an education. Use it. It's a business when you get to college. I was a manager in college as well. It's totally different. High school was amazing, fun time with my friends. It's a business. So they're treating you like an employee. You treat them like an employer. You need to do your job, which is play whatever sport you play and get good grades because they can't get rid of you if you're getting good grades. Thank you for that advice. Mike, we always allow each of our guests who join us an opportunity to take the time as we say, holla at some people you would like to say thank you to. I'd like to start with my wife, Nicole, because I miss so much time with her and my daughter, Caroline. My parents, they were great role models growing up. My brothers and sisters sisters. Coaches I've gotten to work with here, Hall of Famers like Coach Calhoun and Girls Track, Coach Nick Irvin. Chris James will be a Hall of Famer someday. He's a great coach. Ernest Radcliffe belongs in the Hall of Fame as well. He's a great baseball coach here. Coach Shannon, the uh, boys track coach, he's a great guy. Coach Marshawn, he's the boys and girls soccer coach here. Those are all great people that I've gotten to work with. Coach TJ Thomas Johnson, he's the uh, girls basketball coach here. Brought him back and he's also the uh, athletic director at Orr. So you guys so, share yeah, I love I I love talking to him. We can always complain with each other. He's been a really great outlet to talk to. But really, three people. My dad taught me how to be a man. My uh, high school basketball coach taught me how to be a coach. And um, like I said, I went to Providence Catholic, and we were an amazing football team. Coach Seffner was our football coach. But he doesn't get the credit for what he did as an AD. I mean, he was the school's first AD. He was the school's first football coach. I mean, they won state titles in girls track, boys basketball, baseball, football, wrestling. I mean, the guy was an amazing AD as well as an amazing football coach. And I don't know how he did it because I can't coach while I'm being the AD. So those are the three people that really taught me how to do this job. My dad, Coach Mandela, and Coach Seth, I really appreciate it. Michael Berger, thank you for joining us on the H2S2 show in our City Talk segment. And we appreciate the knowledge and the advice that you've given us. Well, thank you for having me. And it's been fun. Thanks a lot. 
If you would like more information about the NCAA Clearinghouse, go to their website, ncaa.org. Go to the Eligibility Center to find out more on how to register and qualify for the NCAA Clearinghouse. We want to thank you for joining us for another edition of the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Special thanks once again to Morgan Park's Athletic Director, Michael Berger, for joining us and offering up some great information and advice for both parents and student-athletes. We also like to thank our show sponsors who partner with us to bring you the best show in Chicago covering high school sports, the H2S2 Show. Once again, make sure you go out to the IHSA High School Girls Basketball Playoffs. The teams from the city have made it to the next round. We have five schools still alive in these IHSA State Girls Basketball Playoff games. Monday night in Class 1A Marshall Lady Commandos versus Seneca at Piatone High School in Piatone, Illinois. That tips off at 7 p.m. Also in action Monday night, the Whitney Young Dolphins versus Argo in Class 4A sectional semifinals. That's going down at Proviso West High School at 6 p.m. Tuesday night features all Class 3A sectional semifinals. Simeon versus St. Ignatius at Little Village High School, 6 p.m., followed by Kenwood versus Riverside Brookfield at Little Village at 7.30 tip-off. Also, the Westinghouse Lady Warriors versus the Peyton Grizzlies at Benwick High School. They tip off Tuesday night as well at 7.30. Now, if you just can't make it out to either of these state playoff games, go to the Urban Fieldhouse website. That's urbanfieldhouse.com and check out the H2S2 scoreboard located on our homepage for all the scores from not only this week in girls basketball playoffs but in other sports as well so chicago let's make sure we get out and support girls representing the chicago public league hashtag girls play basketball too is a fact not just a movement young people this week's quote is from the great tennis player serena williams who said i've grown most not from victories but setbacks if winning is god's reward then losing is how he teaches us all i can say to that is preach serena williams one of the greatest tennis players of our era holler at us every saturday always remember god loves you and we do too i'm stephen spoon ramsey saying and you next week be safe chicago High School Holla.